perfect example. Shout out to Larson Farms. They have an amazing operation, amazing YouTube channel. They're big grain farmers. Amazing operation. I love their videos. They do a great job and they have great farming equipment and they have the acres to have have the need of that farming equipment. And everybody that watches that is a farm kid at heart that yeah. loves it and eats it up. Yep. I do. I love it. But at the same time, I'm like, God, I want that. <laughs> How do I get that? I want that for our operation, you know? And it kind of, it can kind of put you for some reason, sometimes I can watch that stuff and it can kind of put me in a bet in a negative mindset. Like, what am I not? Why, why, why don't, don't we I, have that? Why don't I have that yet? Why am I not? Putting, Damn it, dad. What yeah. have you been doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's just one example of, you know, it's supposed to be entertaining, but sometimes you can, you can flip that on a dime and internalize it and make it a negative. So, and then I rationalize it and I just say, well, if I had a tractor that big, I'd have to widen all the driveways. I couldn't even get into the field because I still got my fences in. And it, hey, see, yeah, that's, it's that's, better. I just don't have any that's of that where stuff. All of the food we eat and much of the clothing we wear comes from plants and animals that are raised on farms. Farms are different in type, in size, and even in name. Welcome to Barn Talk, deep freezer, deep freeze edition, because it's freaking freezing outside. Winter has just came in and knocked us on our ass because it's cold out there. I'm getting to the point where I have to walk out to the bins anytime the feed hangs up, and my balls shrink in, in, into me, and I, it's just one of those things that I don't like doing, and uh, it's it's come, coming with a little bit of a bite. We're at sub-zero weather around here, but there's plenty of hot air in the garage, so... I think we'll I think we'll be okay in here. I like to stay in the garage as as much as I possibly can, or the house during the winter, or even the hog barn. Because guess what? It's nice and nice and warm in the hog barn. Pigs love it. We they love do. It. They love it too. Um, hope the new year is going great for everyone. Um, all those plans for twenty twenty are off and running like a switch botch, right? Wrong? Maybe I don't know. It's you know it's only day five, so or is it day six? I think it might be day six. Day six. We're day six into that. And, you know, I'm sure there's a few of you that have come, got off your plan. I've gotten off my plan a little bit, and it happens. So today we're going to talk about, you know, just don't throw that towel in yet. Don't don't give up. Don't get discouraged. We're going to talk about how to be determined and get back on your plan so you can continue to execute because it happens to the best of us, you know? That's why I purposely haven't even started my plan. Oh. I wait till the following Vacation, week. Vacation, the first week, you just you're just warming up. Well, right, because I think expectations are so high. Why put yourself through that? Just wait, just let that pass, and then hit it hard. Beer curls. Just get beer curls and whiskey curls. Hit that hard going into the next week. So I'm, I'm, and you also don't want to go to the pack gym with all the New Year's resolution people, where no. you know they're not going to be there the next week anyway. So you might as well just wait it out so you can get back into the gym. And it's back to where it was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to look needy. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. You just want to avoid that crowd. That's right. So. Well. Why don't you give them the good? Well, wait, 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 yep. wait. I gotta, I gotta, You're- I gotta plug us for a second. I got some. This will do. This will do merch on. We're gonna plug our merch probably now in every podcast. But if you guys want to get uh, barn talk merch, this will do farm merch or just simple kind of this will do merch. We have it in the link in the description of the YouTube, and we'll also have it linked in the show notes. Go get it. It's available. People wanted it. Had a few sales. Just gonna keep plugging it for more people to get some more stuff because it's good. Do I have to buy my own? Uh, we got a few coming in that we're going to show off and sample, but yeah. I've been waiting, thinking that, well, surely somebody will just like... Sure, surely somebody, Sawyer will just pay for it. Yeah, he'll just get, he'll just get me some merch. <laughs> so maybe next week we'll see if Torque gets a... I want a, I want a black Barn Talk sweatshirt. Well, it's I like coming. that Barn Talk it's logo. It's coming. Awesome. Get it in white or black. I think Same that's pretty nice. I think that's pretty nice. Yeah, it's all looking pretty good. Okay, well... As Sawyer said, the winter has come back with a vengeance, so everybody that was all giddy over uh, warm temperatures and mild conditions, they've realized that, yet again, the law of averages uh, will bite you in the ass every time because somehow we have to get back to average. And uh, we're doing a good job of dragging that average down the last few days. And, you know, today we're going to talk about 
determination. And when that wind started blowing and I went up to the hog barn and I saw all the snow that had blown back in and I got to blade it out the second time, uh, that kind of started away on me. I look at, I wish I could look at winter with the, the giddy enthusiasm that I used to as a kid because now it just looks like work to me. Yeah, we need a snowblower. Yeah, we, we got probably a really long lane to my hog barn, and it is a pain in the butt. Yeah, that's probably on the list. I've got. I'm on the hunt for one. You, I'll get the merch, and you just get the snowblower. Is that fair? Mm. Uh, probably not, but that's probably about how it's gonna go. <laughs> so we'll just go with that. Here is the market update, uh, and these numbers are hot off the press. From Cat's Grain website, shout out to Cat's Grain in Washington, Iowa. Um, corn closed at 6:04 today, and locally you can get about 6:02 is the highest that I found around our area. Uh, beans were 13.77, and if you want to haul them to Quincy across the river, you can get better than board price. I want to say they had 13.83, but from here it costs you 30 cents to get there, so it's not as good a deal as what you'd think. Um, 1341 local and hogs are $83. I don't know. This hog market can't seem to get over the hump. Summer hogs are about $100, but I think they should probably be about $120. And I'm not biased at all in that, in that thought. Cattle 137. Cattle seem to be always 130 something. Um, Bitcoin. What, what's happened to Bitcoin? 43,000. I don't know. We got to get Grant back on here. I don't know. Explain what's going on. He thinks it's probably going to get hit and go into a bull run again. Who knows? Yeah, well, we've been thinking that for a while, so <laughs> I don't know. what. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, I I kind of feel like that it's just been stuck in this range for quite a while. Um, it. I think the cheapest to, to get, it didn't get down below 40, I don't think. Yeah, I think it did. Did it? Get, at one point. 39. 39, maybe. Yeah. Well, if it breaks out again, then... Keep buying more. Yep, <laughs> just keep <laughs> buying more. Uh, Tesla, thousand sixty-eight dollars. It's been down the last three days, but it announced their uh, their deliveries, and they were way off the chart, way better than everybody predicted. And For they Q four. Yep, and they went up. It was up uh, well, better than two hundred dollars, I think, and almost to its all time high because twelve hundred. I can't remember if it's twelve forty, maybe is the uh, all time high, and it got close. I think. Uh, 199,199 was as high as it got. So I don't know. It's just hanging out here. So we'll see what happens. Are you still going to stick to your $1,800, uh, prediction? Yes, definitely. Or are Uh, you going to go higher? Um, you like that 1800? I like 1800. I think it will. I think it'll hit. I think it'll hit $2,000, but I'm not going to stick my neck out on that. Here's, here's the thing. What that really hinges on is, so it will it'll they'll have their year end um their annual report and their their full year earnings are going to be excellent and the thing that everybody's looking at is what their gross margin is so with as many deliveries as they had in the fourth quarter it's probably going to push their gross margin higher because there's a big difference between the amount of money they make per car in the ones that are made in China versus the ones that are made in Fremont, California, because their cost production is higher in California. And they most of those extra deliveries that they made in Q4 came from China. So that's going to that's gonna give them a better margin. So then their year-end margin will be bigger. So that'll drive the price up. And then you get into first quarter, and they're bringing on the plant in Austin, Texas, so I think they're actually making cars there probably as we speak because the story that I've heard is that it everything was ready to go and they were basically waiting for some cars that they pre-built down there and they had to take those and get them tested as far as safety, uh, make sure that everything crumpled the same as the cars made everywhere else and that get them certified and I don't know what all that entails, but I think that is all done. And so they're going to start ramping production. And so, and then Germany, um, that's just a, 
that's just a mess over there as far as the regulation and getting the actual operating permit. The plant is ready to go. They are making cars there, but they haven't been given a permit to start basically full production. So anyway, both those plants will come on and probably in the first quarter. And so the the determination of what the price is going to be is all going to become it's all going to come down to how fast can they ramp that production. But I think one point I think 1.5 million cars in 2022 is not out of the realm of possibility. I think 1.2 is where a lot of people were at and they almost hit they almost hit a million in 21. this in 21. What was so, it 900 and... Yeah, 936 or something like that. Yeah. So doing 1.2 that doesn't I mean that's like nothing. I don't think that there's any reason that that is out of the realm to hit. So 1.5 I think I think that's doable. And so then you just do the math from there and it kind of becomes a juggernaut. And to put that in perspective, Ford Motor Company makes about two point oh, they make about two million cars. It it it's either, yeah, it's about two million cars and GM makes about two point four. So you're looking at Tesla getting to the point easily by twenty three that they're producing more cars than GM or Ford. And uh so next time you hear Mary Barra uh yapping about uh, GM being a leader, uh, they just got their ass handed to them by Toyota because now then, for the first time in 90 years, did you know this? First time in 90 years, GM is not the best-selling automobile in the United States. Toyota beat them out last quarter. Now, granted, there's a lot of things that went into that, and they could get that back, but I don't think they will. I think you've seen, I think you've seen the peak of what GM will ever be, and I think from here, it's just all just a death of a thousand cuts wow well i do bold ford's in a lot better shape than gm is analysts are analysts were kind of blown away by tesla's q4 they are they kind of are like oh crap they were dumbfounded this is is a juggernaut this is because you said that they were really uh they like undervalued what they could do and then and that happened in q3 too i think right or was it q2 this year it happened it happened once and yeah. then it happened again in and, Q4. Well, and Elon is a master manipulator. If you remember halfway through the quarter Elon somebody leaked an email, a company email where he said to everybody that this quarter we were going to we were going to focus on being consistent in our deliveries and we weren't going to just go crazy the last few weeks of the month trying to get every last car we could because what happens is when you do that it always screws you up for the start of the next quarter. Mm-hmm. And now that their production, their goal is total production, his his email was basically saying we need to just strive for consistency. So all the all the automotive analysts, they took that to heart like he was saying, okay, well, they're definitely not going to be, they're not going to have breakout numbers. If they can hit the high side of expectations, that'll be really good. Well, little did they know. Little did they, I think Elon I think Elon knew exactly what he was saying. I think he knew the numbers were looking so good that he was just like, "Oh, I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to lay this out." And then they crushed it. But what's really interesting about it is when you look at numbers across Legacy Auto, most car makers, their sales are off anywhere from 20% to 40% this year. And they're they're equating that all as chip shortages, COVID problems, labor problems, stuff getting backed up as far as um, parts, supply chain issues. So you've got that, and that's a good narrative, and they're all using it. And then Tesla comes in, and they're like, here, hold my beer. And they, (laughs) they just crush it. They absolutely crush it, better than they've ever done. And so if you're an automotive analyst, you look at that, and you're like, well, wait a minute. One of these stories, one, you can't have this both ways. So one of these stories is not really what's happening. And I will make my bet that what's really happening is the rest of the auto industry, one, is not executing. 
because they're bogged down in too much old technology and old ways of doing things that aren't productive. Their overhead's too great. Their supply chains are stretched. They don't make enough stuff themselves. They're relying on other people. Well, that yeah, they shouldn't I think be. those problems probably do affect them, but yeah. it's stuff that it's they don't have the control. Right. And they've Tesla given does. it us. And yeah. Te- and Tesla That's does. That's why they're winning. And then the other part is I think they're all underestimating the demand for EVs. I mean, definitely are. That's the that's the thing. It's it, that switch is happening faster than what people want to give them credit. But I think some analysts realized that this year and they went or this last quarter and they went, oh boy. Mm-hmm. So we'll just see how it plays out. But I, I'll stick with my eighteen hundred dollars. But I wouldn't be a darn bit surprised if it doesn't hit two thousand dollars. Not financial year. advice. We're just making predictions no. over here. No, I, I mean, I'm just greedy. I just hope that it makes that because you're invested in it. I'm invested in it, and I'd like to buy more if I if I could. Anyway, what were we? <laughs> Why is it so hard, Dad? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to stay on the plane? Uh, why? What? Why? I don't know. How? Why is it so hard to get down in the dumps and stay determined? No. Why is it so easy to get down oh, in the dumps? Yeah. Right. Why is why it so, is it so easy? hard to stay optimistic? Yeah, right. Well, first, I mean, my when we started talking about this, first thing that popped in my head is: Is it really that hard? Is it really that hard, or is part of it the fact that as a society and as a country, we have just become so soft that we don't know what hard is. Yeah. I I think it I think the first thing when you get down in the dumps about, you know, not not staying consistent or being hard on yourself because I'm I'm this way. I when I get down in the dumps, I'm mostly probably down in the dumps about I didn't execute my plan or something went bad or someone went haywire on what we're doing and I get mad and I get upset and it just puts me down in the dumps sometimes and you feel a little bit like lost and hopeless or frustrated or whatever. And I think the number one fix for that is just perspective. And yeah. it's just like what you just said. We, we as a culture and what we're spoon fed is just like, you know, you should, you should be care, you know, care, to, care so much about your feelings and it's okay. And coddle us and coddle us and coddle us. And I don't think that's the way we should probably look, go about it. When you're feeling down, you should probably look at how other people are living in other countries or look back in history and realize, wow, I, yeah. I have a computer in my pocket and I probably got a computer on my desk and I can contact anybody in the world. And this is probably the easiest time to make money in the entire history of the world. You know, just it, that it, kind of stuff. It doesn't have to even be that. Here, I'll give you. This is a pop- I got food on my table. This is a popular. This is a popular complaint I get. So I bought a, I bought a Jeep Gladiator, and it doesn't have heated seats. And I've had more. I've probably had three people ride in it in this cold snap, and they get in and they go, well, "Where are the seat heaters?" And I'm like, "It doesn't have any." And they're like, "What?" What kind of a car doesn't have seat heaters in this day and age? This is brand new. And I'm like, well, the Jeep people didn't figure you needed seat heaters. And they're like, boy, I boy, I don't know. I I don't know if I would have bought this without seat heaters. And I'm like, you big wimp. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do. I, I'm not going to say that too hard because my Sequoia has seat heaters in it. And that's no, pretty seat nice. Seat heaters are nice. I mean, they are nice. They're super nice, but, but I get what you mean. Yeah. And so perfect example I've moved a lot of snow in the last few days, and um, I have a cab tractor, and I have a cab skid loader, and I complain a lot, and my dad moved a lot of snow with a 4010 with a heat houser on it, and before that with a John Deere 60 with a heat houser on it, but before that he had an 8N Ford with a blade with no heat houser on it, and you know, had hogs outside and they used to have, they used to take 55 gallon uh, oil barrels and cut the top off of them and they would put blocks in them and sink them in a water tank and then they'd fill the, fill the barrel with coal and they'd light them and let them burn all night to keep the hog waters from freezing up in the winter. Hmm. And you'd go out there, you know, Check. and you had to haul water. So you had a water tank and you had to fill the water tank, haul it out there. And you couldn't leave water in the water tank because it'd freeze. 
you know, the stories. Sows. Oh. Sows in the winter. I mean, Terrible. it's. But the thing is, the beauty. So the beautiful thing about it was, they didn't know any better. That's right. what. That's what my dad always said was, you know, well, it's fine. You didn't know any better, and that's why he always. That's why he always. He always had trouble with uh, the Amish lifestyle, because uh, when people like when the Amish were building my hog buildings, my dad would be like, you know, being Amish wouldn't be so bad if you didn't know better. Because when we did all that, when I was a kid and we didn't have electricity and we did everything by hand, we didn't know any better. But he goes, that doesn't mean I want to go back there. And I always like, yeah, that's probably right. So those guys, kudos yeah, to them. that would be hard. Talk about discipline. There's discipline as it comes. They are if because... You're pure, if you're pre or Amish and don't have any... Well, and if you can look at society and you right. see it and... Think that we're all terrible, probably. Well, but... Anyway, You're just gonna burn it. Uh, and all. also, what he also what he'd also say is um, about hog barns. Oh, people would say we don't let's go back and raise pigs on pasture. Yeah, he always thought that was the dumbest thing ever. Because well, because he like, did it. He did it, and then it's just like what you said. Well, you didn't know any better, right? There wasn't technology available. There yep. wasn't something else. Yep. And then he went inside, he built one, and he was like, oh, this is this is great. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was nothing fancy. So he built his first finisher in 1971, the year I was born, I think, is the year he built his first finisher. And it was not total slats. It was slats in the middle, and then it sloped both ways. It had 16 foot of solid concrete that sloped to the middle with slats. It had a pit in the middle, and, um, you know, it, the ventilation wasn't great, and the the feeders were not very good back then. In fact, I think the first feeders he had in there were galvanized feeders that they were probably Fairfield or something like that. But compared to finishing hogs outdoors in the wintertime, it was fantastic. Paradise. I mean, it was paradise. And um, it's like it's like injectable iron. You know, when when he, when he was a kid, when he was just started uh pharaoh and pigs you used to go out in the fall and you'd cut chunks of sod out of the road ditch and you'd keep them and every time you had a litter of pigs you'd throw a chunk of sod in there for the pigs to root in the dirt to get the iron out of the dirt because there was no injectable iron and all the pigs would end up being anemic because they couldn't root in the dirt because it's frozen and they were in you know whatever and that was how you kept them from getting uh anemic and so, you know, injectable iron, it, nobody even thinks about that today, but that was a big deal mm-hmm. when they had, I mean, so it's just, you know, it's so many things that have happened, but when we look back, we're, we're blessed beyond measure. And I think just a lot of times we lose complete perspective of that. Oh, hundred percent. Totally. And I think Americans, I've said, we've said this many times, but America looks at America and we just look at the problems in America. We look at the challenges we face here in America and we never get any outside perspective. No one ever looks outside and see what other countries are doing or what if they're up to or what it looks like or how people are living unless you go there. I mean, yep. or unless you're involved in some way because there's charities that you could, you know, yep. donate to in Africa and stuff like that that you see your impact. But man, you go look out and <laughs> how people are living. Yeah. You'll give you it'll give you some real good perspective on oh wow I have I know I I'm I'm living here in America and I might have it a little harder than most some or maybe most but it's way better than yeah most of the people around the world yeah one of my former bosses told me that the best thing that you can do is or one of the best things that he ever did was travel around the world and go different places because he said. The example he gave is that he and his wife always had the opinion that Europeans were very sophisticated and that Europe, they were really smart and they had things figured out and that, you know, the United States should be more like the Europeans. And we hear that a lot, you know, that uh, we need to be more like other people in different parts of the world. And he said that you can say that till you go there. And he goes, once you go there and once you travel around and you see the problems that the rest of the world has, when you come home, you realize why everybody else in the rest of the world wants to come here. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's perspective. Yeah, and it's not just it's not just living in America, which, it, I mean, America's great. 
it's the greatest country in the world. It's going to, it's going to stay that way. I hope, um, it's been like that for a long, long time, but you can go, I mean, you can go inside of America and you can just say, well, you probably have it better than most people here in America or some people here in America. Cause there's, there's levels to it. And you just got to be happy with what you got and be grateful for what you got. So I guess for this, this first point, you know, when you get down, when you get down about stuff, just try to get some perspective to help you because, and that might just be literally sitting down and saying, I'm going to think about the stuff that I'm grateful for and, you know, think about the stuff that I have that people don't have. And it, and just try to think about the good because just take it because if you're in a crap mood and all you do is just go down the rabbit hole of thinking all this crappy stuff that's happened to you and all the stuff you don't have and all the stuff that you wish you had but you don't it's just you're gonna get in a worse spot than where you where you were to start we're all very lucky that we have the luxury of complaining about the situation we're in because the one probably the single greatest attribute of the life in the United States of America is that if you don't like your situation, it's one of the only places in the world that you have the opportunity that you can change it. And now, they want to tell you that you can't, they want to tell you that that's false. They're trying to tell right. people that you can't, you can't do that. Yep. But I guarantee you, you can look at somebody that came from the same background as you, ethnicity, religion, whatever, skin color, and you can find somebody that made it. Right. That came from what you came from. It's not going to be, it, there's no guarantee it's going to be easy. No. And that's the other thing about it is, it's not easy. But if, as we've talked about through these podcasts, one thing, one overarching theme to all that is so much of your success and success is defined how you want to define it. But so much of that, is not based on your situation. It's based on you. Your decisions. It's, it's based on your inside work. Mm-hmm. Now, it takes a lot of outside work, but the biggest limiting factor to what you can accomplish is all right up here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is. And totally. that that's, that's a fight that everybody has. And if you can conquer that, then you're going to go a long ways. Do we sum everything up in the first question? I feel like no. I didn't keep my powder dry there. No, you're good. So, I don't know. Um, I was going to touch on, I felt like I kind of did touch on, you know, perspective about the past. But I think a lot of times when when things are tough and things aren't going very well and... um I think about all the issues that we have with our our farming operation and and all that, and I think an awful lot about the generations of my family that came before me that, you know, they literally, they packed up, and you go back far enough, they packed up and they all came here from somewhere else. They came from what was known to what wasn't known. And then when they got here... They came, they started over, but they started over where there was actually society and there was actually infrastructure for the time, infrastructure, and there were jobs and there was things you could do. And they decided they didn't want that. And they came West and they did, they did whatever it took to get in a position where they could build a legacy and i mean i if you you know if you feel like that uh if you feel like you're pretty special or you're pretty good at what you do and that you're whatever you want to be or or the opposite if you feel like a piece of crap or yeah you're feeling down about yourself and where you came from or how hard it is you think about whatever your family is, know that somebody somewhere made a huge sacrifice for you to be where you are and today. it was a lot harder. A lot harder. Harder than what you got right now. A lot harder and no guarantees, no safety net, no... No, no contacts. No, no. You couldn't pick up your phone and call somebody if you were in trouble. No. 
You no blue cross hospital. No blue cross card. No air care. No. No ambulances. No. Nothing. You are. It was. And let's just say, let's just say right now that Sam Elliott is a national treasure. Any of you that have started watching 1883, yeah, uh, he's great. There, there. In my mind today, I don't know how much I don't know how much longer we got, but uh, today, if you make a western and you don't get if if he's not part of it, it doesn't count. Mm -hmm. He's the he's the man. That guy is just so dang good. He is good. So definitely. All right. That's off the subject, but anyway, no. I had to throw that out there. No, you're good. So, the other thing that falls into this, I think, is emotion. Just become an emotionless bastard and just be dead inside, and you won't have any problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So there might be conversations on uh, time to time when I have been told that I am dead inside. I think that's kind of a man thing. If you know, I. I do a pretty good job of separating my feelings from what needs to be done. From what needs to be done. And that's a that's a that's a positive, but you have to balance that because there are people in your life that it's not good enough to just execute and not talk about it. Yes, right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh if you are ever told that uh you are dead inside or emotionless. Yeah, you you might want to you might want to work on that a little bit because it is all about balance. Yeah. It is all about balance. Yeah. So go ahead with what you're saying. I was just throwing that out there to be a, just be a little yeah. dumb. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other half, my other half, she she likes to. She has an innate need to understand why something happens, even if there might not be a reason. So. She she and I don't do well watching uh, political commentary because when something happens uh, politically that is, in her mind, a bad outcome, a vote that happens on a bill that she doesn't think is good, she wants to understand why anybody would vote for that. And I have spent a lot of time trying to explain to her that it isn't always have anything to do with the vote that it has to do with politics and that you just got to accept that people sometimes do things that you're not going to understand that's that's not how that's not how it works we we have to spend more time about it and understand understand the why ah mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway uh you <laughs> you have to separate you have to separate yourself from the emotion when something when something goes wrong you can get down on yourself and you can let the embarrassment if you know if it's a situation where someone you you messed up and people know that you messed up or you do something that uh ends up getting your family involved and they're all down on you or whatever at the end of the day all of that emotion isn't going to help propel you or get you through it or go moving help you move forward you've got to learn that yeah it it's a hurt it's it's a hurt it doesn't you know it doesn't feel good to fail but you've what do you say it's only a failure if you quit and don't keep moving forward yeah you gotta you gotta just you gotta and that goes with any that goes with every emotion not just failure not just sadness not just embarrassment but the good ones too like Cause if you're, cause I feel like some people they get happy and they become comfortable and then yep. they don't execute the plan. They backslide. They let, yeah, they let their emotions get the best of them there, and the fact that they just want to stay comfortable and don't keep doing the things that got them to the place they they're they're at today. And then also, it could be the same way with negative emotions. People let the negative emotions get them down too, and then they don't ask execute or they get down on themselves and they get depressed or whatever. But the work's got to get done. The plan's got to get done. And if you can learn to separate emotions, and I'll let me tell you, a farm work will let pigs raising livestock, being a farmer, you'll learn that really quick because it, pigs got to get chored, livestock's got to get chored, the the crops got to get picked and put in the bins. You know, 
seeds got to get in the ground no matter how you feel doesn't doesn't matter if your your wife just chewed your ass 10 minutes ago you still got to like go do it and it doesn't it doesn't matter so the building's got to get washed even if even if the switch on the feed system didn't shut off and all the feeders that are in the room that's empty are full of feed yep. so so you still got to get the room washed so what do you got to do you got to flip the feeders even though i was pissed off we got to clean, clean out all the feeders. clean out all the feeders and get them get them cleaned out and then then you can be good but that takes a lot of time it's yeah an unnecessary amount of time i got wet dries in my hog barn and you're not supposed you can't flip those wet dries if you if you leave feed in there so we try to strategically get the pigs so that they will eat the eat the feed out you know right when we know okay we're gonna get ready to dump this barn and pigs are gonna all go out we shut off the feed line run we run the feed line empty shut the feeders off and make sure that they can just eat that feed that gets ran into the feeder and then they'll be empty and we'll be good we'll move them around accordingly yeah we'll move them around get them get them get them all empty and i got the south room damn near all empty i think we only had to clean out four feeders and i was like yes okay that's that's a win because it's very hard to get them all eight out every single time and the north room i turned off the it's this is just this is just a story but i turned off the feed line i unplugged it because we have a we have a chore time uh, we have a more time we have a more timer on there so we, it's a it's a little bit different it's a it's it's it is a four it's a four feed line timer so in other words all four feed lines run through one more box and it's a slick setup but we also have an edge control that the feed system runs through the edge and then through the more so that we can get auger runtime and we can get amperage. And for whatever reason... Yeah, I unplugged the more box and shut the south room off. But I came in the next day and all the feeders were full in the north room. So right. I didn't shut the breakers off thinking that, okay, if I just unplug the more box, we're good. I didn't shut off the stuff on the controller because that's really how it's been working ever since I've had the barn. You just unplug the more box and the feed line won't run. But for right. whatever reason, the north room ran. And so pretty much the, end, the moral of the story is the north room's full of feed. Dad and I had to, today, we had to dump some dump feed, the feeders. Dump the feeders and get all the feed out of there because they so were So would you say that that was a situation where... Oh, and I was pissed <laughs> because I wasn't very happy at all. I was really frustrated and I was just... I was down about it a little bit, but at the end of the day, did you to have to separate yourself from your emotions? I did. I did have to separate myself because at the end of the day, it's like whatever happens, happens. Okay. What are we going to do? We got to move on because yep. if you just sit there and ponder on it, it's just going to make you feel worse. So try to separate your emotions best you can. And I know that's harder. That's harder to do than say. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all guilty of it, but it's, it's one of those things. If you can do that, the more you can master that, the less time you'll spend worrying about emotion and worry about feeling sorry for yourself. And you know what? That's the other thing about it is it doesn't matter because it's not going to change your reality. The other people around you don't care. I mean, they care if you're right. down down in the dumps or whatever, but... Not enough to come flip your feeders right. for you. I mean, you, <laughs> other people around you don't... Well, you did help me a little bit, so I appreciate it, but... People don't care if you're down. You're if you're a if you're a boss or if you're an employee. The people at your job don't care what's happening at home because right. you just got to show up and do your job, and yeah. that's how it is. So, and I know that's that's a hard reality to face, but yeah, like you said, if you can master that, you'll be better off in your performance of how you want to execute your plan, whatever that looks like for you. Because there's nothing you, you got to just keep moving on the plan. So, yeah. and I think also people like. This is just kind of off the subject, but people want to think that emotions like happiness is a destination. Happiness no. is an emotion. It is a hundred percent. And it comes and goes like people say, if I get this, I'll be happy. Yep. If I get this lifestyle, I'll be happy. It's a freaking emotion. It come and goes just like anger, frustration, being down on yourself, yep. all that stuff. And I don't know. I just want to throw that in there too, because you know, you're not going to be depressed. You're not going to be down on yourself forever for the rest of your life. And you're also not going to be happy and comfortable the rest of your life either. So being able to just say, screw the emotions. I got to execute my plan because they come and go different ways all the time. You'll be good. If you can do that, what will end up happening is 
you'll find joy. You'll find happiness in knowing that situations... You can depart your emotions and yeah, you can just execute. The, right. The more... Can, it's it's all it's like a it's like a train it is it trains you and it hones you because I feel like the more that you are able to deal with both highs and lows and and things that go wrong and not let them steal your joy because you you're able to you're able to disconnect from that and say well okay you know, this is something we have to take care of, and there's no use moping around about it, and it's just got to be done. The more you can do that, the happier you'll be. Mm-hmm. So it's like one feeds the other. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other thing is, you screwed up. You didn't. You didn't read your ten pages. You didn't. You had that Snickers bar. Yeah, or that all your diet, you, whatever it is. You didn't go to the gym. You or, didn't get up at five. Yep. You hit the snooze button. Well, that's fine, but that was yesterday. And there's no use in beating yourself up about yesterday. If you can get up today, if you can walk past the snack counter today, if you can get up today, that's what you need to strive for. And if you can put together a string of todays, if you can do tomorrow what you did today, or if you didn't do what you wanted to do today, if you can make tomorrow better, that's what you got to strive for. Mm-hmm. And forget, we all spend too much time thinking about yesterday and beating ourselves up over what we have done or what we have not done and not nearly enough time thinking about what we will do. What's got to be Or done. what we won't do. Yeah, right. Well, depending on what the, the... I mean, and... It's that's just a switch, and you know what? It's not. Well, it takes pressure. It takes your energy away. It if you just think about yesterday, or what happened a few hours ago, or I didn't do this because it was a part of my morning routine and I didn't get it done, so I'm a failure. It's just it just takes away from you emotionally and mentally, and it just it just makes you feel like crap, and it just it just affects you in a negative way. So try your best to. And we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it too. But if you can try your best to just, and I here's here's the thing where I struggle. I'm kind of like my mom in the fact that I'm an all in all or nothing person. So if I have a morning routine written out, written out, and I'm going to do these things, and I don't, I don't do all those things, I kind of feel crappy about it. And I'm like, well, I might as well just not do it. If I can't do all of them, I just don't want to do any of them. That is- and that's. That's something I gotta, I've been trying to really work on because guess what? At the end of the day, if I were to do three things on the morning routine versus the five, those three are better than zero. And if you say, okay, well, tomorrow I'm going to do four or tomorrow I'm going to do five and get all five of them in your morning routine, whatever, that's still better than yesterday was. So just if you have more days where you execute the five or whatever than not, that's a good year. You know, you can't, we're so, we're so want to be, I'm so want to be perfect all the time because, but that's not reality. That's not life. Right. You can try and you could be, you can try to be the hardest mofo on the planet, but it's, it's, you got to be kind of, you got to have, you got to be in reality a little bit. Well, no, you realize that you can totally want that. Right. But when you don't achieve it, you can't beat yourself up about it. You can try to be that the next day. Don't be afraid to spend, you got to spend some time as far as when you know that you screwed up, you got to understand why you screwed up. You got to look at it and say, okay, well, why, why did that? Why'd that happen? You know, what can I do? What can I do to make it either easier for me to succeed or what can I do to put myself in a position that I'm less likely to fail? Mm -hmm. And we were talking before we got on here. Yeah. Sawyer is a hundred percent like like his mom because Trisha is she is black and white and she is if she decides that she's going to do something and she misses one thing then up oh, done done it's all or nothing but i am not nearly enough that way in the fact that if i start something and I was half joking, you know, talking about not starting any of my stuff until the second week of January. But, you know, I, if I miss it, 
I am a big rat. I rationalize everything. I can rationalize anything. It's the used car salesman in me. And I can be like, well, it's all right. You know, it'll be, it'll be, I'll, I'll start tomorrow. Only tomorrow ends up being four days from now. So it's, it, there again, it's all about balance because um, you can be really, really rit, rigid or you can be so lackadaisical. Lackadaisical. Now that's a good word. That that's a five dollar word. word right yep. there. Put it in the jar. I should put that, save that for my Scrabble game. <laughs> I don't know if you can get that many tiles or not. But anyway, um, so it's all it's all about balance, and none of us are perfect. No. Nope. So we all have our. Just try your best to do what's in front of you and focus on today. If you if you messed up your today that you're in now, forget what you messed up you know, execute what you got left for the day and think about tomorrow and try to do tomorrow better. That's, that's all you can do. You can't look back. You can't go back. So just go forward because that's all you can do. And it'll, it'll help you in in the long run because small wins add up. And don't let others shape your view. (laughs) Yeah. This is probably the hardest. This is probably one of the hardest things. Don't let, don't let other people shape your, your progress, shape your view of your progress. Cause social media i'll just say social media is hard you don't feel good if you scroll for too long on there sometimes and you come across somebody that you want their lifestyle or you want their like a perfect example shout out to larson farms they have an amazing operation amazing youtube channel they're big grain farmers amazing operation i love their videos they do a great job and they have great farming equipment and they have the acres to have have the need of that farming equipment. And everybody that watches that is a farm kid at heart that yeah. loves it and eats it up. Yep. I do. I love it. But at the same time, I'm like, God, I want that. <laughs> How do I get that? I want that for our operation, you know? And it kind of it can kind of put you for some reason. Sometimes I can watch that stuff, and it can kind of put me in a bet in a negative mindset, like. What am I not? Why, why, why don't, don't we I, have that? Why don't I have that yet? Why am I not? Putting, Damn it, Dad. What yeah. have you been doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's just one example of, you know, it's supposed to be entertaining, but sometimes you can you can flip that on a dime and internalize it and make it a negative. So, And then I rationalize it and I just say, well, if I had a tractor that big, I'd have to widen all the driveways. I couldn't even get into the field because I still got my fences in, and it, hey, see, yeah, that's, it's that's, better. I just don't have any. That's of that where stuff. that's where being you know rationalizing <laughs> yourself's good. Uh, well, a little bit. Yeah, and I mean that's with everything. That's with people making a certain amount of money, people flexing on social media, and all social media is. Well, I'd say it's turning a little bit now that we're heading getting longer in social media agent in social yes. media people are becoming way more authentic right. and showing you the real and not showing you the highlight reel but most of the time if you're a personal profile or something it's a highlight reel you're showing yep. your highlights you're showing your engagement pictures you're yep. showing your great house that you bought your great car that you bought yep. you know whatever and you can look at people short form social media will always be in your boom, 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 yeah. dopamine hit. And it can I've, make you feel like crap. Yeah. But, I mean, it also is, if, you're, if your New Year's resolution was to eat clean and lose weight, I will guarantee you that by this weekend, you'll have at least one friend or family member that will just call you out of the blue and want you to go to Mexican. Mexican and when you, restaurant. And when you say no, what are they going to say? Come oh, on. You're not on a diet, are you? Oh, come on. It's just, just eat the salsa. Just eat the salsa. That's healthy. Yeah. You know, who cares? You ate the entire bag of chips to right. have said salsa. But it's it's like it's like when people talk about establishing a rainy day fund and then the first week that you save money, the water heater breaks. It's the same way when you try to better yourself. It's unbelievable how quickly whatever the thing is that you're trying to do, someone will come into your life to stick their thumb and give you that Mm -hmm. well and the sad part is most people don't want most people don't want you to be better than they are oh 100 percent. they don't they don't want you and and that and that doesn't mean that can mean in any any way of your life fitness your health people don't like you to be skinnier and trimmer than they are people don't like you to be 
more successful or more have more money. People don't want that, you know, and that's it's sad and it's hard to find people that aren't that way, but that, you know, you can, but most, for the most part, people internalize it and they start thinking about them. Yep. Well, it's I'm, like you've said before, cause you're going to, okay, let's say you, let's say you do go to Mexican and you said, I'm not eating the chips. I'll just come here and talk with you. Right. <laughs> right. Let's say if you did do that, what if you're somebody that did do that? If you did that, it would make them feel like shit because they're they're sitting across from you and you're not eating anything while they're eating all this stuff. And then they're going to they're going to start thinking about themselves. That's the truth. You'd never do that to me. Would no, you? I wouldn't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not skipping out on Mexican. I love Mexican. <laughs> but I'm just saying I'm just saying you went that example. No, so that's something that I'm that's just how it is, though. Yeah, that's unfortunately, right. that's how most people are. So, uh, yeah, I, the best thing you could ever do is uh, not value uh other people's opinions don't let other people's opinions get you down and get you off your plan unless it involves unless it involves personal hygiene if someone yeah. <laughs> offers you a stick of gum you should always take or a it. stick of deodorant true if someone offers you a stick of deodorant you better just take it <laughs> <laughs> i've never had that happen but there's times where you want to give that person a stick of deodorant that's uh, true but yeah anyway uh yeah just that was one thing that i that was one of the first things i think i, I really let go I mean, especially starting this. We have to. Especially starting something like this with social media. People will judge. People will. I mean, you go look at our TikTok and we get negative comments just as much as we get positive comments. And the people here in our in our little town, they probably think we're freaking nuts that we're doing this kind of stuff. But we've let that go. We don't let yeah. that affect us because we got a plan and we're going to execute it. So it's kind of fun. I, it's <laughs> kind of fun because I love, I love. I I I totally want to get to the point that when someone asks me what I do. So today if somebody says, "So what do you do?" My go-to answer is that I'm just a poor dirt farmer uh north of town because most people know people who casually know me know where I've worked and there's still a lot of people that just assume, you know, cuz people assume that when you work somewhere, you're going to work somewhere if it's a good company you're just going to work there till you die. Like, you know, and so you'll randomly run into people and say, Oh, are you still working? So-and-so. And I'll say, no, no, I'm, I just, I farm with my son north of town. And they're just, you know, they're like, really, you know, they're dumbfounded, but I want to get to the point where, and I usually don't bring up anything to do with the social media because, Hey, I don't want to see their head flip clear around, but I do want to get to the point where when I, they go, you know, what are you doing now? Oh, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> Or I'm a social media. Now I'd rather be able to say I'm a social media icon, <laughs> <laughs> just to see their head turn around. Well, yeah, well, yeah, just to have them go, huh, and walk off. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I think funny. we probably got a little ways on that. Yeah, but. probably. We got We got We got to get. We got to keep sharing the show. Oh, we forgot to ask people to pay the fee. Pay the fee, guys. Share the show if you get anything value of this. But do you think we hit all our points here? No, we got one more. One more. And that is, and I think this is this is important for any anybody that's starting anything, and and that is, you may have made you may have started this year, and you might have had a goal in mind that you wanted to save some money, you wanted to learn something, you wanted to lose weight. Doesn't matter what it is, but I feel like few people spend the time when they make a goal like that. They don't start with the end in mind. Mm -mm. And by that, I mean, if your goal was to, let's just say your goal is to lose weight, because that's an easy one that everybody, everybody needs to, me included. <laughs> Sit down and think, really think about what that's going to feel like when you're 30 pounds lighter or whatever, what that's going to feel like what that's going to look like, what, like... What you have to do to get that. Well, and like all, you know, you're going to have to get rid of all your clothes and you're going to have to get rid of the snacks out of the snack drawer and you're going to have to do... Don't just say, I'm going to do this and I'm determined and spend the time to think about what that means. And I'll, I'll challenge you to this, write it down, write it down, write down 
what that means to me, what that looks like, you know, what X number of months from now or this time next year, we're going to be, we're going to have a celebration because I'm going to be this. And people are reluctant to do that because it's much easier to say that goal today. Well, they don't really mean it. Right. They don't, they don't really mean it. Well, that's kind of harsh. Well, that's true. You, you say that, but you don't really mean it because if you really mean it, you do that kind of stuff. So that's the thing. When you write it down. It's on paper. It's on paper, and it's, it's a much more physical representation than when you just say it to yourself or when you tell your significant other that, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I Reverse engineer is what, that's what a term they yeah. throw out there when they think about that. Find, find what your end-all, end be-all is and whatever area you're trying to improve in, and then just reverse engineer from there and figure out how you're going to do it, what you're going to do, why you're going to do it, all that stuff. And then if you do that, you'll have all the steps laid out or all the things you got to do to get you to your goal. Always start with the end because once you know the end, you can kind of work backwards a little bit, yep. you know, and figure out how you get there. And, you know, that's, that's the best way. That's really how I've done most of my goals. I mean, you kind of do that by nature anyway. You think of your goal, but I don't think very many people think backwards and steps yep. of how to do it. That's just kind of our thoughts on, you know, we, we thought about what is going to keep us on track this year to achieve our goals, and that's kind of why we shared with you what we're thinking today. And I'll just tell you, uh, we're about done here, and we're going to go – tonight we're going to go because we're working on one of the goals that I had for this year. Um, my wife told me that if anything happens to me – that she wants, she does not want to be responsible for any of it <laughs> because she feels like uh, trying to manage the hog buildings, the farm, uh, the trust, the social media, all the stuff that we're in that she doesn't, that's just, she. if anything happens to me, she just wants, she wants my sons to take over everything. And you think about... Uh, doesn't matter what age you are you don't feel like you're that old so i'm 50 years old and i sure don't feel 50 i might look 60 i might look 40 i don't know but um so one of my goals for this year is to actually have a real succession plan a real estate plan so that when when i'm dead and gone because i will be dead and gone it's just a matter of whether or not Sawyer hits me with a shovel or I die in my sleep or I fall out of the Jeep, you know, whatever. And, you know, you can be, you can be upset about that or you can be depressed about that. But, you know, I've I've chosen that I'm going to make this year the year that we get the ball rolling and get things squared away so that we know what's going to happen and everybody knows what's what and everybody's on the same page. And I feel like that's going to just eliminate a lot of stress. I mean, I really wasn't that stressed about it until <laughs> until I started thinking about it and then I kind of got stressed. And I was like, well, geez, maybe, maybe I better... Talk about starting with the end in mind. I mean, that's the ultimate that's end. That's the ultimate mind. end right there. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of the tie-in for the... So we're going, to a, we're going to a meeting tonight that the Iowa Farm Bureau puts on and it and it's basically i'm sure they're trying to sell you insurance is what they're trying to do but they're talking about trust versus wills and and you know trust kind of went away uh um people started doing llc's and doing corpse and um i feel like trusts are kind of starting to come back because people have figured out some problems with um structuring your farming operation through a corp and what that all looks like. And I sure don't know what is going to be the right way for us to do what we're doing. But anyway, we're going to go listen to these guys tonight. And um, I'm starting a journey to figure out what we need to do. Yeah. So, And, you know, the, the plan is if you do croak, Dad, we're going to just have to we're going to have to interview some potential hosts. <laughs> so yes. That, yes, we'll have to figure that plan out, too. We'll have to figure out some hosts. So maybe one of you guys. Well, so be a co-host there. 
so tight, and I'm just going to put the pressure on him right now. So I'm going to send him this clip. So my first vote is Jerome Vitito. <laughs> so I'm trying to get Jerome to uh, be on the podcast. And, you know, I think that we could probably tee him up, and then we could just go get a beer and come back. And he wouldn't even know that you we guys were gone. would love it. And you guys would love every minute we're of it. We're trying to so, get him on. He'll, he'll, he's probably going to potentially be our next guest. So we're hoping yeah, that we, we can get that going. But unless he's unless he's hog hunting, duck hunting, Lord only knows what he's doing. Trucking, buying some tractor somewhere. Who knows? Anyway, stay determined. Stay on your plan. Don't let people get you down. Uh, get some perspective. Uh, don't let your emotions get the best of you. And think about your heritage a little bit and let that motivate you to get some more perspective too. So yep. stay warm. Stay Spring warm. spring's coming, Spring but not coming. for not for a while. Yeah. So bunker down and just get get through it and brace the suck. So we'll see you guys back here next Friday and pay the fee if you guys got any value from this. I forgot to say that at the beginning of this. Pay the fee, share it out with your friends, family, coworkers. You know the drill, guys, if you've been listening. And uh we'll we'll talk to you later. Thanks for watching.